Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. Lisa Dorr, welcome back. Instead of just welcome to The Real Deal, welcome back to The Real Deal. Well, thank you. I didn't even know we were on. No, we're on. We're on. We're on let's start. How about you. if we start? Yeah. Okay. I think I might want to do what I normally do, but literally don't think about this too much. Just okay. rapid fire. Okay. Uh, would you say you're an introvert or extrovert? You know, it's funny. I am more of an ambivert. Yeah. <laughs> Can I be that? Yeah. Um, I'm not a whole lot of an either or. Yep. I'm not really good at making decisions and yep. deciding I stand over here <laughs> and not over there. Um, but truly, okay, so in the true sense of the, the word, as far as a definition... Yep. I would say I'm probably an introvert because that's where I recharge. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. But I'm definitely with my personality just out there and wanting to be with people. And um, so I can go so long and get charged, but I think it's for the purpose of being out there with people. So that's why I think an ambivert. No, I know. And that's so good. And one of the things I want to say before. Before we get too far into this, I want to yeah. say that Lisa and Carl and Josh are my favorite little family in Pennsylvania that I've gotten to stay with, and we're here in Pennsylvania right now, and we don't even need to tell the date because it will be aired whenever, Good point. but happy birthday. Do you want to tell us what <gasps> that you. is? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And first, I have to say, too, just piggybacking what you're yeah. saying, that my family loves you. We are so glad my to be connected. Carl God's good. and Josh just love you to pieces, I and I them. wish I could remember the exact words words that my son Josh said, but he did say for sure to tell you, Rachel, he loves you. Oh, I love him too. I really do. he used words like, he loves being around you because... He feels energized oh. by you. Praise like he God. Feels, That's so you know, good. Thank it's, you. it's the Holy Spirit in you that is just so full of life. And he received that. Like mm. he just, you yeah. know, he just loves, loves well, you. Quick backstory, and then I'll yeah. get back to my normal questions, people. Yeah. But so I was able to go to Global Awakening in 2019 for GSI 19, which is Global Summer Intensive. And it was in Pennsylvania, and I stayed with Lisa and her family. And I had met Carl before at a church time we went with, but I hadn't met Josh. And so I was able to stay with them for a whole month. And when you see somebody daily, it really bonds you. So I I honor Lisa. I'm glad that she's here today. She's an awesome mom. She's a wonderful wife. She's a great friend. I think the thing that stands out in all of that is the glue is she's a lover of Jesus. And she displays him well. And today is actually your 30th birthday we're going to get to that if you want to mention it but let's keep going with these and then i'll have you tell about the the birthday because you're 30 in the lord coffee tea coffee dog cat either neither cat and i know we got to talk about the cat (laughs) so i want you to write about the cat thing too okay would you say morning bird night owl morning i agree you are a morning bird (laughs) books movies books silence music silence leaned in or laid back I don't know what you're asking me with that. I think you're kind of both, to be honest. You're pretty laid back, right? You can go with the flow. We've been doing that all week. Absolutely. You're you're also purposeful. Yeah, intentional. I I learned the word intentional not too long ago, and I've embraced that. I want to try to be intentional. I would think more in my natural, I'm laid back. Whatever, go with it. Shower or bath? Shower, probably. Driver, passenger? 
passenger. Eat at home or dine out? At home. Okay. So you know that this podcast or is called out. The Real Deal. <laughs> I, I was going to say that. Kind okay, of wait a minute. So let, let me just say. Do you want to have to cook or do you like I it cooked for you? I don't want to cook at all. And that's why that. The coziness of being at home but totally eat out for somebody else making it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there. Or you could even go get it and bring it That's, home. That's there fine you go. That somebody go get it, bring yeah. it back so I can eat it at home. That's uh, by the, the way, I think Lisa Dort, I think you were in season one of The Real Deal. I think it's season one where you mm. told your testimony and everything. Mm-hmm. So there's already a Lisa Dort episode out there. I can find out what that one was. But I don't remember if you told me. The Real Deal is what this podcast is called. My dad always told us to be The Real Deal. Just be who you are, the genuine article, yeah. the real McCoy. Don't be fake. Yeah. Good thing. Love that. Is there somebody, and you can give a brief answer because there's mm-hmm. so much else I want to get yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is there somebody in your life who was the real deal and it affected you? And how did it affect you? That somebody was authentically, you know, wood is wooden, leather's leather, you know, fur is fur, don't make it fake. Who is a real person as an example? You know, that is a really interesting question. And I would have to say, most of the people in my life. That's such a good answer. Oh my word, Rachel, I am so I'm blessed. I'm not reading it, but you know what I but mean. But yeah, no, but I mean it. I, you're right. I feel as I've probably never really thought about that before. I would have to say I am so blessed by genuine mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And it's because they love the Lord and they get their yeah. truth and yeah. everything from his word. So yeah. they're so authentic and speaking authenticity into me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I know you and I'm yeah. becoming more aware of who you are and I'm loving it and loving it, loving it. But I want to go in this direction real quick. Yeah. So would you tell me of a little bit about writing Daisy and the Bee that mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier, where yeah. it was because you ha- you woke up and you couldn't remember something. Yeah. Can you just tell us what that is? I and then I'll tell that. you what Daisy and the Bee, you can unpack a little bit about what that is. Absolutely. And I think that ties in beautifully um, to make a clarification to the spiritual birthday I'm yes experiencing today, 30 years of walking with the Lord. Yep. But specifically how the Daisy and Bee came about was because I'm I'm 58 now. Yep. And so going through the change for women out there who yep. have gone through the change, you can probably relate even though we go through different things and that's kind of one of the things that is so crazy Rachel is that no two women are the same right. going through the change. Um I can tell you that and I'm going to say this because I'm on the other side of that praise yeah. God. I'm yeah. in menopause. I'm in that last sort of leg of the yep. womanly cycle of things and I feel better than I've ever felt in my life. Wow. So so there's an encouragement there's to anybody. You'll, get through it. you'll do live through it. But he, but you know what? I say that and I say that powerfully to that woman who's out there going through it because the Daisy and Bee was birthed during the season of going through the change. And I'm going to be honest with you and say, I didn't know if I was going to make it. Yeah. That's how intense it was for me. Yeah. I was not one of those women who had bad cycles. I didn't. Yeah. I had good cycles. I had, yeah, some of that PMS where you get sucked into a mm-hmm. vortex mm-hmm. and you kind of feel like everything's out of control and then you get spewed out on the other side. You look back and you see that <laughs> trail of destruction and you say, did I do that? <laughs> you know, I pick up those dead people. Did I slay them along the way? What have I this? said? What, what have, have I, I said? What have I done? 
But it really, it wasn't that bad. And mm-hmm. it would, you know, maybe every three months I had that kind of thing. But going through the change, Rachel, I didn't know if I was going to make it. And here's the reason why. When something happens to your body physically, you you go through it. And you're aware of what you're going through. And you pray clearly about what your body needs but when I was going through the change, it was affecting me mentally. Mm. And I thought, if I don't have the cognizance to read God's word, because that's the only way I can get any strength, any peace, any healing. If I don't have the cognizance to read his word and receive his word, how will I be healed? Yeah. like, like You know what I mean? And yeah. so for me, it was such a forgiveness. Forgetfulness, and I'm not talking about walking into a room and saying, "What was I? What did I come in here for?" Yeah, there was some of that. I'm talking about my mind. I couldn't remember words. I couldn't remember what words meant. I couldn't put a full sentence together. I could sit beside a person, have lunch with them, know who they were, try to say goodbye to them, and not know their name. I couldn't pull it from my memory. There, It was gone. And so what was happening was I was starting to embrace fear because you don't know, am I walking into dementia? Am I walking into Alzheimer's? Is it always going to be this way? Wow. That's what you just don't know. And so another part of it is, um, and most women can relate to this, and again, not everybody, but um, I wasn't sleeping well. So I would be awake in the night and I would pray and I would think what do I know about the Bible and the the pinnacle for me was as far as this the scary part was that I couldn't remember the books of the Bible I couldn't remember them in order well I know them like the alphabet yeah Genesis Exodus Leviticus Numbers Deuteronomy like I it it was a matter of fact thing for me yeah that as I laid awake in the bed just wanting to talk to Jesus, wanting to think on his word, and I couldn't remember what came after Samuel, after Second Samuel. I couldn't remember. And you were actually thinking about that. I was actually like, thinking trying about that. To, trying, trying to get to it to remember come it. out. And it scared me. Mm. Because if I, I thought, if I can't remember that, which to me was just very simple and matter yeah. of fact, what else Am I not going to be able to remember? Yeah. I have to know that yeah. my God is who he says he is. I have to know his promises. I have to stand on these things. Yeah. And so as I then, I don't know, I can't remember if it was, I know that was a pinnacle for me, right. but I don't know if it was the next day or right, when right. it was. Some it period was of time though. Time frame that I thought, I want to know something about every book of the Bible. Yeah. Every book of the Bible. Because God is speaking to us. Rachel, you yeah. know that more yeah. than anybody. That yeah. God speaks Always to speaking. us. Always speaking. Yeah. And he has spoken through his, his word. written word. Mm-hmm. And so we go to him to hear his voice. Yeah. It's his living and active word that's yeah. speaking to us today. Yeah. 
And so I wanted to know something. And Jesus is the Word. The Word was, then, the Word is, and is to come. Yeah, so you yeah. can't get away from... Exactly. He's a person, and He is the Word, and He has a Word. And exactly. He is the Word. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you started this process of saying, I want to know something about each of the books. Even though you knew something, yeah. but you wanted to... Exactly. Record it, or... I just wanted to... I wanted to know it. I wanted okay. to solidify it yep. so much in my being and hold on to it that yep. I wouldn't forget that right. I wouldn't lose it that I would embrace it always and so so the Lord and I started this thing where he just gave me and it became like manna mm. he just gave me a scripture a day mm. for the whole week we just spent a week in one book of the Bible okay and he gave me a scripture from that book of the Bible each day and then my my thoughts just flowed wow. and it flowed into a devotional you know guys i love devotionals i just yeah. love like a little yep. just and daisy and the bee is your devotional you've yeah. written the other book called every little detail which That's we right. talked about in the other podcast so daisy and the bee is your devotional and you yeah. love devotional and yeah. this this started to birth one that you didn't even know was going to be exactly right. and that's okay. key yep. i didn't know that it was going to be a book right. because Partway through, first of all, I was just loving it. Every yeah. day, mm-hmm. God would just, you know, there's so many scriptures. I mean, even just, let's just take the book of Genesis. I mean, I don't even know how many chapters there are in Genesis. Lots. And how many sentences mm-hmm. there are. But he would give me one. Interesting. For each day of the week. Six days of the week. There were six scriptures for each book that we would just meditate on. And he, he didn't give me five of them. Yeah. He gave me one a day, yeah, and then just my. And own how did little... you pick them? Did you actually? Start That's what I'm saying. Through? He gave it to me. Interesting. I'm feeling. I'm telling you, he just directed me right to it. We started mm-hmm. with an order of starting in Genesis, right, right. But he led me to boom on that page. That one, yeah. And then what I knew about that, or what I thought about that, or what I asked him about that, and even in the Daisy and B, there are questions. You know, to you know, like, well, I'm not really sure what I know about that. I'm going to dig into that deeper. Or maybe I want to dig into that deeper. Or you know what? Maybe that's enough just for today. Like, it it was not with the idea that it would specifically become a book and be for somebody else. This was a time for him and me. It was just us. And I'll tell you something. There were times I would think, Maybe this will be a book someday. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe I'll publish this. Maybe this will be... And I want to tell you that the creativity would stop. Wow. It would stop, Rachel, because it was a season for me to receive from him. It wasn't for me to give it away. Mm. It wasn't for me to think about packaging it to give it away. Because that changes the whole focus. You know as a writer, one of your first things is to know your audience. Yep. It wasn't for anybody else. It was was from him to me. It was the two of us. And it was the most fun ever. So now fast forward. That was the year of 2018 that he and I spent that. And I'm telling you, it was was from January to December. Like one a day. That's how we did it. And... And the, that end is, ends up to be through the whole Bible as well? It does. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. And and that's... It's it's cool. <laughs> it's cool weird if you think about it. Yeah. Because there are 66 books in the Bible. There are 52 weeks in the year. Right. There are seven days in a week. Like, the, you can't do the math. Right. Like, it doesn't work that way. But somehow, that's how we did it, and that's how it it worked out. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, it just it just did. And so then we did in fact it wasn't till the year later, it was in two thousand nineteen that um I was able to to publish it. Right. Yeah. So, so good. Fact, I love the yeah. fact that when you thought it was gonna be like maybe I'll make this book, it would yeah. stop. Yeah. But then when it was about the two of you, yeah, that's beautiful. So yeah, yeah that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about. And I love that you say now the fogginess. I mean, we all can have times where we can't remember something. Yeah. But that big old fogginess right. thing, your past. Praise God. Yeah. And and physically, I feel better than I ever have. Yeah. I mean, I struggled with low blood sugar probably my whole life. Like at 19 years old, I started realizing I had low blood sugar. I needed to eat at a certain time. Mm. I needed to eat certain things at a certain yeah. time. And, and that, it was... It was almost like a bondage, but it also was, um, God used it. And this is probably jumping too far away from, you know, where we were going, but just a little piece of how God used that was prior to my coming to know him. And back when I was 19 years old, I didn't know him. Um, he was using that so that I would eat because I was choosing not to eat Rachel. I I had gone through a period of time after my brother had died in a motorcycle accident and was very sudden. I didn't know the Lord. It just rocked my whole world and everything was out of control. So the only thing I could control was what went in my mouth or did not go in my mouth. And so there was this control thing happening. So, you know, not that God gives us bad things. He's, He's a good, good father. He gives us good, good gifts. But he allowed me to have low blood sugar so that I would eat. And so I learned to eat and I learned to eat good things that were healthy for my body and that kind of a thing. And then as time went on and I came to know him in a real and personal way, which is just the most amazing thing. And yes, December 4th, 1990. And here we are, you know, celebrating 30 years later, which is so amazing to me because I was 28 years old, Rachel, when I came to know him. Which was amazing. I had lived 28 years of my life not knowing him. Yep. So when it hit 28 years, I was like, woo same amount. Then it hit 29, yep. one year more than what I didn't, you know, know mm-hmm. him and love mm-hmm. him and serve him. And now we're at 30. So we're just cruising. Like, we're just, like, <laughs> You're going on. We're going. And so somewhere along the line, when I did know him, and he wanted to fix this eating thing yeah. within me. We got to a point where he trusted me. Like he was trusting me to eat because it was the right thing to do. Mm. So I began to eat in freedom. And I've lived many, many years eating in freedom with the low blood sugar knowing that was kind of like a guide. You know, but it wasn't a bondage anymore. Yeah. And the the one thing I was going to ask you about, which is this freedom was one of the words I had written down for you too, but living in freedom. But think about going through the change with menopause, but you also have gone through the change with food. Yes. Right. Like, I'm I'm not saying that this has to be the title of the podcast, but it literally could be because you've gone through a change in your actual physical life where you used to be dead. Now you're alive. Amen. And then the whole menopause thing, but then the food thing. So the low blood sugar was used to bring you to a better place, but can you just touch on, I don't want to glorify it, but touch on like the messy part of the food yeah. thing. What was your relationship for food? How did that work? Yeah. That was the bondage part. Yeah. Because this brings glory to God for freedom he brings people. Absolutely. And what we have to remember is that I was in that bondage when I didn't know him. Okay. Because I had a radical transformational yep. Yep. 
the old is gone, the new came. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. When I met him, yeah. like I didn't know him. And my friend asked me, do you believe that Jesus is yeah. the son of God and he yeah. died to set you free from your sin? Rachel, I had never heard that. I was 28 years old and yeah. I never heard that. Yeah. But I was desperate yeah. to have a different life than what I had. And so I embraced that. And yeah. let me tell you something too. She prayed. This friend who led me to Jesus yeah. prayed for, for me for 10 years. Talk about perseverance. Wow. She prayed for 10 years. And she prayed a prayer that is so powerful. She prayed that when I was ready for truth, only truth would be found by me. Ooh, what a good... Because I was so desperate, Rachel. So desperate. So when she asked me, do I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and he died to set me free from my sin, even though I had never heard that before, I just... It rang as truth. It rang as truth. So she prayed that you would be ready for truth only when truth would be found by you. Only truth would be found by me. Oh. In other words, I wouldn't go in another direction. So when I was ready for truth and so desperate in this place of desperation that I wouldn't find something else that would be a counterfeit yep. to yep. truth and go down another yep. road yep. for another how many Another years. detour, another side uh, exactly. road, another something. Yeah. Well, that's powerful. Yeah. So yeah. you did have both anorexia and bulimia touch your life prior to my prior coming, to to know, coming to know Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mostly the, um, the anorexia. Okay. I would just starve myself. Okay. I didn't feel worthy to eat. I, I was did. just going to ask you yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So that was the, the that root. Was, the root was actually control. Okay. The root was control because my life was so out of control. It was the only thing I could control, but it was, it was, um, I guess rooted to another root would be that I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel worthy to eat. I didn't feel worthy to take up the space that I would be taking up in the size that I would be. Like I wanted to be smaller and less and disappear wow. and not. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that is definitely something you've gone through the change because you actually can enjoy Hallelujah. food. Like we've talked about that a little bit. Yeah. That you don't have to be in bondage to particular diets or particular ways you literally can live that before the lord as well kind of like the romans 14 thing whatever you do you do it the way god's directing you but you're free that's right you're free that's right that's That's right and i became free when um when i went down under that water yeah you know in my baptism um because right after my friend asked me do i believe that jesus is the son of god and he died to set me free from my sin and my answer was i don't know Am I supposed to? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> right? And I mean, like, in seconds before she had a chance to answer, I made a choice. I didn't know any of what she was saying. I didn't know what I was stepping into. I just was desperate for a change in my life. And so I said, I will. And my I will was enough to just receive everything that Jesus had done on the cross for me when he said it was finished. Yeah. So my my saying, I will, and receiving is exactly what I did. I received yeah. everything I didn't even know right. that he did right. for me. Right, right. And then I was immediately water baptized. Yeah. And it was in that in the in the bathtub I remember the bathtub, from the episode we did before house. she like runs some water. That's yeah. it. That's it. And not to be confused, I was really glad one time um a, a lady called me out in a, a a Bible study I was teaching on my my book that you know, with every little detail, yep. we turned it into a Bible study. And so I was teaching this. And and I've always said, whenever I speak, whenever I'm teaching something, I, I not only give my audience permission, but I ask them, please, 
If I'm saying anything that you don't understand, give me the opportunity to clarify. Oh, okay. Like don't raise your go hand away. or go... Yeah. Don't go away thinking something that is a misrepresentative to something I'm saying. Like, I might misrepresent myself because I know what I know. Right. But I may not have communicated that with my words. So, so she called me out. She said... She said... Um, so do you believe that your baptism saved you? And I said, oh, no, 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 no. I said, I believe that Jesus saved me. If you remember, my friend had asked me that, and I accepted him as my personal mm-hmm. Savior, you know, taking my sin upon himself on the cross. He is who saved me, and faith in him alone is what saved me. I said, but the act of immediately being water baptized is where when I went down under that water. The old's gone. The old's gone. I came up out of it. That's that representation for sure. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, no, my baptism did not save me. Jesus Christ, my Lord, saved me with the work, the finished work he did on the cross. Amen. But being immediately baptized, washed that away to the point where I could then say when the enemy would come against me, which let me just say I met an enemy for the first time that day. Like I didn't know that <laughs> there I, was an enemy. He was already active in your life if you think about it through the you're less than, you're not worthy, Good you can't point. even take up space. But now you know exactly. Who he is. I just thought that was me. Yeah. It was my own headspace. It was my own thoughts that I was attacking myself. Yeah. Well, now I knew that I had an enemy yeah. attacking me, and he had a victorious savior, yeah, which you exactly. learned over these thirty years to really walk in that. So exactly. there's another change too. Not that I thought this had to have it, but the change with the menopause thing, the change with your attitude toward food, the change with a life. Yeah. A life has just so changed. But then also there's a change where I think. We've been talking about this a little bit, but you've changed your outlook of what Christ actually did for you in the finished work of Christ, right? You've Amen. actually changed, and and not necessarily religion, but full relationship with what's been won, Amen. right? And that's yeah, that's a revelation that's continued to come to you, correct? Amen. And yeah. evolved. Yes, because we walk this out. So one of the chapters in my book of Every Little Detail, it's the shortest chapter, but I think the most powerful, and goes along with what you said about my continuing to learn. And and it's, it's called The Work Begins Monday Morning. Mm. And it's a metaphor of what takes place at the altar of a church Sunday morning. But it can take place anywhere. It's a metaphor. Because... When God brings revelation to us about what he wants to put his finger on and change in us, and we acknowledge that with him, and we give that to him. Yeah, that surrender, that yielding. surrender, that yielding, then the power of God takes over. But it's not till Monday morning when those same critical thoughts come back, or the same something or something comes back, that just like in the baptism, I can say, no, 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 no. That old man was crucified with Christ and no longer lives, but Christ lives in me. So when Lisa's old, old nature, nature tries to show, it's dead. It's dead. But you got to prove it dead. Exactly. Yeah. And so I can remind the enemy, you have no hold on me. That was crucified with Christ. It went down under that water. I've drowned exactly. that old man. And nobody would go try to put clothes on a 
dead, dead person exactly. or put him in the car and take him around. Right. So why are we ever trying to take around our right. dead old right. self? Right. That's totally Romans 6. You're dead. <laughs> you're dead. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. You died too. You're dead. You're dead. Exactly. It's like, you know, moms repeat themselves <laughs> when they want the kid to understand yes, something. That's just, you're, you're dead. You're dead. Yeah. You're dead. You're dead. Yeah. Well, now you have new life. Exactly. It's completely new. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel Inouye, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right. Back to The Real Deal. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. And so I walk in a new identity. Yes. I am no longer a sinner. Yes. That sinner went down under the water after accepting Jesus Christ's forgiveness of that sinful nature. Yep. He and I made an exchange. Hallelujah. Before I went down under that water, accepting what he did, the finished work on the cross, we made an exchange. My sinful nature... For his righteousness. Exactly. Nature. He who knew no sin became sin so that we could have the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. What a swap. What a swap. Mm-hmm. And so when I came up out of that water, mm. I was no longer a sinner. I was a saint. Hallelujah. Didn't mean I was perfect. I Hallelujah. knew nothing. I had to walk this thing out. Yeah. Which is the tie back to the chapter, The Work Begins Monday Monday. morning. I love that title. Because the power was there. The power happened. But I had to walk it out. Because every day I have a choice to choose my righteousness and walk in that. Because it's his and it's yours. Exactly. Or choose to be tempted by the enemy. And, you know. So, So the point of that is that. It's a nature exchange. Yes, instead of just people thinking, I've got to do something with my behavior. (laughs) My old nature is hanging around forever. No, it's not. No, it's not. Anybody I know that ever died, that relative is no longer... I mean, it's painful. I miss my dad. He's no longer hanging around. That's right. Because he died. That's right. You know? Yeah. So that old self does die. It does. And it's crucified with Christ. It no longer lives. Christ lives in it. That's right. So powerful. So powerful. That's a big change. That's a big change you've gone through in that too. Yeah. But I just am so glad to be able to celebrate Hallelujah. your 30 years Woo-hoo! with you today. Yeah, me with too. you today. Because you've had a lot of change. Yeah. Okay, so we probably are okay with time, but is there something else that either in the identity piece or in just your relationship, we, we talked a little bit today about in Isaiah 43, I think we were talking about, mm-hmm. because there are some hard things that happen in people's lives. Yeah. I'm flipping pages here. Okay, Yeah. so we were talking about the fact that if you go through the water. So let me yeah. just read this because I yeah. think you might have something to say about this. And then if you want to pray for somebody at the end here, somebody on the other end is thinking, oh, I feel foggy. Or, oh, I don't feel worthy. I don't want, I need food and I need water. But it's bread of life and living water. Or maybe it's just the circumstance of, I always thought I was still a sinner. I don't know, but you bless them however you want. But this is the scripture that you and I were talking about. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And though the river and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flames shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And it goes on to say in verse 4, Because you are precious in my eyes, I have honored and I love you and it goes on to say fear not and I'm with you and I will be with your offspring and all that but that does mark your life and we have had some hard things that are happening and we've been talking about even as we've been together but there are people that need to know that you're not going to be burned and you're not going to go under and you're not going to drown 
Amen. You know, and, and I think your life is a testimony to that because you've not everything's been easy. It's not all been roses, but he's been with you every step of the way. Absolutely. And that is key. And that is what I would say to any listener, to anybody that needs to know the love of the Father. Yeah. That he is never going to leave you nor forsake you. And whether you know him personally or not, whether you've made that exchange on the cross yet or not, he is wooing you because he was not willing to have anyone perish. Not anyone. And you know, I think, Rachel, the biggest thing I love about him most is his presence. The fact that he's with us. He's with us when we go through the fire. He's with us when we go through the water. Because you're right, there have been some hard things in my life. But he's been with me and he has proven himself faithful to always be with me. And I think that, you know, it's wonderful that I left a life of sinful behavior but the most wonderful thing is that I'm never alone. Yeah. I'm never alone, Rachel. Never alone. And that's what I would say to anybody listening is that God loves you so much yeah. that you're never alone. Yep. He's always with us. Yep. I want to go in how God, you're never alone, but he actually gathers you and brings you to himself because he knows he's the best for us. So I want you to briefly tell the cat story. Oh, you are so <laughs> because cute. Think, and then you can pray for people at the end if you feel comfortable. I because love it. you answered about cats over yeah. dog. But yeah. I've watched you care for these cats. And they were outside yeah. your house. And mm-hmm. I think in the last podcast we talked about how you would feed them and bring yeah. them little things. And just share a little bit about this little story. and Because I think it's yeah. the heart of the father. You are so To precious. bring what's wandering. Yeah. To himself. Yeah. And I love that you even just said all that. You said it so beautifully. You said it better than I could because I I never really thought about that. I they're just, not alone. That I just love them. They're just adorable and they're just <laughs> cute. And we're a cat family and we love them. But it is so true when you think about the heart of the father that he saw them out. Well, if you put that connection, I mean, he sees us out there. Let's just say out there sometimes in the wilderness out there in the elements, out there in the cold or the heat or the rain or the yeah. snow, you know, whatever, the hot sun. And, um, you know, he saw me. All those years, those 28 years when I wasn't walking with him, he saw me. And and to a listener who's not walking with him yeah. yet, he sees you. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a scary thing. Oh, he sees me in my sin. No, he sees your potential. He sees your destiny. That's right. He sees who, who he created you to be. And the the more you shrink back thinking, I don't want him to see my sin, the more he's going to press in and say, yeah, but I see you. Amen. Because he's already died, died for, for that The sin. beautiful thing that exactly. you are. Exactly. Exactly. That I'm going to continue. That's already there. That's right. Maybe even needs to be unearthed because you're that's focusing right. on the other. Yeah, it's that's so right. good. It's so good. So you saw these little kitties. So we saw these little kitties. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting away from the kitties. No, but no, no, I saw these good. little kitties. And, um, you know, the father is so, so good. He's you know, so we good. saw these little kitties, <laughs> Rachel, on the heels of a kitty we had we absolutely yeah. loved to pieces a kitty that was more like a dog or a person or part of the family part of the family 
And this darling kitty passed away and we missed him terribly. And God, in his sense of humor, brought a mama and four babies to our shed. <laughs> yes. And it took it took all of them to replace this one. Not yeah. that you can ever replace no, 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 one. But, but, you know, there they were. And, yes, we, we started to care for them. And I know you you saw a picture looking out the upstairs window yeah. of my, you know, scrap, you know, what's I call it? Crouching down. Yes. Crouching oh, yes. down. Looking under the car. Are they there? Looking Counting under the, legs, count, counting do, tails, do, 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 making do. sure. Are they there? Are they under the shed? Where are they? And just bringing food and water to them. And um, so, yes, eventually God blessed us to be able to bring them into the house. My son and I put together what we called Operation Rescue Cat. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, even as we're talking about this, thinking that um, you know, God wants none to perish, and Amen. He sees and he the and one. His son went after. That's right. He went Operation after, Rescue. and that it was Operation Rescue. You, whoever's listening, that's what the Father is doing when He's wooing us yeah. to Himself, and He yeah. makes a plan, and it's a plan that only He can put together. And and you know, Rachel, I just have to say, I know we talked about it in in the other podcast, but in light of what we're saying, God went after me. By allowing me to be stung by a whole swarm of bees. Yeah. It was August yeah. 5th of 1991, prior to this December 4th of yeah. 1991. I didn't know him. I was living a life of sin, behavioral sin, even though I was still having, you know, I had my nature, my sinful yep. nature, yep. but my behavior yep. was walking in that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, again, God was not willing for me to perish. He was not willing. So he allowed me to be stung by a whole swarm of bees. And I was unconscious within eight minutes. And the reason I know that is because God in his sovereignty and his great love for me provided a girlfriend to be with me who had been not only a girlfriend who wasn't going to just freak out not knowing what to do, but she had been an EMT. Wow. So she saw all the signs of anaphylactic shock. Anaphylactic is a word I didn't even ever know or hear of and had to learn how to yeah. say it, right? <laughs> I'm not kidding. But she saw all those signs. So she knew to call 911. She knew to breathe life into me with CPR until the ambulances got there. And then I spent th- three days in, in the hospital recovering with a swollen body that was just, just you know, wrecked. Yeah. And... Yet, the reason that was so personal to me, and this is what I want to say to that listener who is is thinking maybe God doesn't see them, but we know he's putting together Operation Rescue You. Yeah. He's going to do it to what's personal to you. Because I had been living for 28 years, raised in a family that practiced Christian science. Now, that's not Scientology and what the movie stars do, and I'm not even sure what that is. But Christian science is where we didn't go to doctors. We didn't take medicine. I was unconscious on August 5th, Mm. having been stung by the bees and unable to practice my faith. God intervened. Yes. So when I was in the hospital for three days recovering, I had a gazillion questions. First one being, did medicine save me? Because if medicine saved me, that rocked everything I knew. Mm. That rocked everything, that that flipped everything over, you know, to a whole new what kind of thing. Mm. And then the next question was, 
I have got to get my life right with God, but I don't know how. I don't know what that means. I don't know. But you know when you're doing bad things that, you know, I didn't really have to even think of the word sinner to know that I was doing. Or did you feel sort of self-destructive? <clears throat> yeah, I would think that's a good way to. Or self-sabotaging or not loving. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. knew something was wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. Something's up. Yeah, something's up because... You know, yeah. I was living yeah. this life of sin. So, um, yeah, Operation Rescue Cat. We brought the cats in. Operation Rescue You. That Amen. is what God wants to Amen. do for this listener. You know, for the listener who's walking yep. with the Lord, but maybe having, you know, trials in their life, in their in their life, having trials in their life yep. and going through, you know, these hard times, getting back to this scripture of Isaiah. I love that God's with us, Rachel. Yes, yes. You know, he promises to never leave us yep. nor forsake us. Yep. We're in this world, and in this world we're going to have trouble. Um, he tells us that. But he says to be of good cheer because he has overcome the Amen. world. Amen. And, you know, he doesn't take us out of the world. He protects us from the evil one mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. world. That mm-hmm. self-destructive person, mm-hmm. that, that you know, enemy that's yep. wanting to lie and say you're not who, you know, you are. When you can say, no, that dead, that old sinful nature went down under the the water i'm no longer that sinner i'm a saint so for the one who's you know walking in a place where they're saying i am a sinner saved by grace rachel that doesn't even work grammatically i'm not great at the whole you know punctuation and you know what's right but either talking past tense or present Present tense. tense so you can say i was a sinner I'm saved, past tense, by grace. I've been saved by his grace. I'm no longer a sinner. I'm a saint. Does that mean I'm holy and perfect? No way. That means I am set apart with his righteousness. righteousness. Mm -hmm. That means that I have everything in me to make the right choice. Amen. I have everything in in me. He's you. You're him. (laughs) I have everything in me to live a godly life. Yep. Does that mean that Monday morning, so to speak, with the metaphor where those critical thoughts come back around and the enemy says, you're no different. I can say, yes, I am. Because the power of God came into me. And now I have a choice to live in that old nature or walk in the new nature. Mm -hmm. We always have a choice, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. we also now have the power. We don't pull up our own bootstraps. No, 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 no. We don't do it in our own strength. No, no. But we do it in God's strength. Yep. To go back to what you said from the beginning, because we've gone through the change. Hallelujah. Change of covenants, change of life, new life, new life. And you know, Rachel, earlier today you prayed for someone and you referenced the caterpillar. Mm. And how we know then it goes into that chrysalis Chrysalis stage. And then it flies like a butterfly. Okay, so once it is flying, it can no longer (laughs) ever return to a caterpillar. It can't do that form. It can't ever. It has changed to be a caterpillar. Yep. And, you know, the whole soaring and flying and going with God, yeah. that's what we do now. Yeah. You yeah. can know. So, so I've heard it said that it is harder in our new nature to sin because it's no longer our nature. So in the butterfly analogy, like, it is harder to ever be like a caterpillar right. again and it crawl, can't crawl on your belly. Really, no, you, go nowhere and only eat. It's like it's yeah. flying. Yeah, so so good, so good. Yes, yeah. so, so that's so good. Yeah, that's so good. You can't undo it. No, you can't. 
You yeah. didn't earn it, and you can't disqualify exactly. yourself from it. It's just good news. Yeah. It's just good news. Yeah. Right, I love being with you. I love. And being I'm so with glad you, that we're Rachel. here right now. Yep. In this space. Yeah. That we could carve out the time. It doesn't even feel like we're carving out the time. It just feels like yeah. it was time that was presented to yeah. us. A to divine do this. appointment. A divine appointment. I love it. You On such a divine day. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. whatever it would be in your spirit to bless somebody. I'd love to. And. Whatever comes up. Would you just pray for our audience and then I would love to pray for you. Thank you for your time. I just honor you. Lisa Dorr, everyone. I love her so much. She's the real deal. And what I love about her is she's so consistently heard that that's how I know she's the real deal. Because if somebody's phony, they're a little bit this way one day and a little bit that way another day. They don't know because they're playing a part. But I just love how consistent you are. And I love who you are. Thank you for being my good friend. Thank you. From afar. We don't even live near one another. Pennsylvania to Wisconsin. But I just love you. Thank, Thank you. you. I honor you. Thank you Thank for your you. time. And I just love you too, yeah. Rachel. I'm so, <laughs> so grateful for you and so, so, so grateful. So, yes, Father, good. we are so grateful for you. It is in the name of Jesus that we get to come to you. You tell us to come boldly before your throne of grace, yeah. like a good, good father who just wants to gather up his children to himself and say, I love you. Thank you, God, that you adore us. Thank you that we are loved by you and that we can walk in the freedom that you sent your son to this earth to die for. Thank you so much for knowing us so personally, knowing what it would take to draw us to yourself and yet doing it so corporately for every one of us that you want none of us to perish. God bless that dear one who is listening today, who does not yet know you, who does not yet, has not yet fully surrendered his or her life to you. God, I pray in Jesus' name that you will do the work that only you can do to woo them and draw them to yourself. And for the one who's walking with you and just loving you and being loved by you, praise you, Jesus. Just dance together and enjoy every single day together, every single moment. And for the one who loves you and knows of your faithfulness, but is walking through hard times, may you so wrap your arms around that one And let them know you will not leave them. You will not forsake them. The waters will not overcome them. The fire will not burn them. They will not be consumed because you are their shield and you will protect them. God, may they know that. I thank you. I thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Be blessed. Thank you, Lord. God, I just bless Lisa. I thank you for her life. I thank you for her love for her family, her son, her husband, the people around her. For me, Lord, I thank you for the influence. I thank you for the radio station. We didn't even talk about the job that she has, Lord. I bless her job. I bless her influence. I bless her sphere. Lord, I bless her rest at night. I bless her body in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, God, for the plans and purposes that you have for her as she goes forward, as she continues, as she um, continues to be part of the body of Christ, that you would use her 
mightily, God. Thank you for her prayer. Thank you for her heart for people. Thank you, Lord, that you are on a great rescue mission and that you lead us through change and we're continuing to be changed by you, Lord. We go from glory to glory, strength to strength, grace to grace, and we just continue to thank you. So I just bless Lisa and I thank you for her, God. I thank you that she's got an unveiled face. And that she reflects God's glory and that it's increasing with ever-increasing glory, Lord. Mm-hmm. So I thank you that it comes from the Father who is the Spirit. So I just mm-hmm. bless her today. Hallelujah. Thank you for this time. And listener, I just bless you in the name of Jesus. And I pray that God would be the shield around you and the lifter of your head. If you're discouraged at all in the name of Jesus, I just know that God is putting his hand under your chin and lifting you to see his smile upon you because he loves you and nothing can separate you from his love. And he's for you. He's never against you. So both Lisa and I, we just celebrate mm-hmm. your significance and the genius of God in you and I pray that you would know that you can be the real deal because God made you special so I thank you Lord thank you for this listener thank you for Lisa my friend in Jesus name thank you in Amen. Jesus name. Amen. bless you friend bless you we did it right Woo-hoo! yeah you've been listening to the real deal with me Rachel Inouye helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them audio engineering by my husband Michael Inouye thanks babe Theme music by Andrew Grace.